So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about who is Unbreakable Latina. I've gotten a request a couple of times to do this type of episode, and I thought, you know what? It's about time. Because I have gained a lot of new listeners, and some of them have listened from like the latest episodes to the oldest. And some start from the oldest to the newest, so you get to know me that way. But if you start at like the newer episodes, then you don't really know who I am. You kind of just are are like, oh, this crazy girl is sharing about her dating life and her traumas, <laughs> but you don't really know, like, my background. So here is an episode dedicated to who am I? My name is Melina. Tengo 32 años. I am about to be 33. My birthday's April 9th, so if you want to send me a mariachi, ya saben que día. Mi mamá es de Zacatecas y mi papá es de Jalisco. They both came here when they were teenagers. So I think my mom was 13 or 14 and my dad was 14 or 15. I can't remember. I am a middle child. I have an older brother who's 39 and I have a little sister who is 25 going on 26, I think. I have the worst memory. <laughs> you should know that too. I am single because a lot of you have asked if I am in a relationship and obviously you haven't listened to my episodes <laughs> about my single life. I don't have any children. I've gotten that question too. I started this podcast in October of 2021 because I never could relate to any podcast that I would listen to. Most of the podcasts I listened to were famous people, people that grew up following because of reality TV, or somehow were famous. And I thought to myself, why don't I create a podcast where people like me can relate to? And I did it. Um, people have asked me how I learned to do this. I kind of just threw myself in there. And I never thought I was capable of doing something like this, but I'm very proud of how far this podcast has come. I It fills my heart with joy what I do. Like, honestly, this is what keeps me going every day. Because before the podcast, I kind of, like, didn't do anything. <laughs> Besides, like, travel, I still traveled and I hung out with my friends, but no tenía algo que... Like, I felt passionate about. And when I found this, it just, I felt complete. And I felt like there was a purpose in my life. And that sounds very, like, deep and down. But seriously, like, once I found this, it just completed me in a way that I've never felt complete before. Um, who knew that <laughs> I was actually talking to a friend of mine? And I was telling him that when I was little... I used to hook up the microphone to the stereo and I would put a cassette in there and press record. And then I would listen to my voice. I don't know why I did this, but now like looking back, I'm like, was I a podcaster since the 90s? I am a first generation college grad. I went to Cal State San Bernardino. Go Yodis. <laughs> I graduated with a bachelor's in business management almost 10 years ago. I can't believe I said 10 years. That's crazy. So I graduated in 2013. Someone uh, submitted a question and said, thoughts on nine to five life. Do you have plans on leaving yours? I do work a nine to five job and 
I used to want to like climb the corporate ladder and be like la head hancha and do all these things. But when I started this podcast, I realized that that wasn't my dream. It was just something that I was doing because, you know, I went to school for a business management degree. And I thought like, finally, my degree is going to pay off. But honestly, if I think about it, that would not fulfill my life and it wouldn't make me happy. My plan or my goal is to be a full-time podcaster and have something part-time on the side. But at this moment, I can't afford that. And I have, you know, my benefits and all that. So who knows? Uh, As of right now, like in the next year, I don't plan on leaving my job. But uno nunca sabe. Nunca sabe if the opportunity arises and I could comfortably leave my job and not have to depend on anybody then yes, I'll leave my job. Another thing about me is that I am a huge advocate for traveling. (laughs) I didn't get to travel as a kid as much. Um, My dad would take us to his um, pueblo in, in Catarina, Jalisco, and I enjoyed my time there, but we stopped going when we were like 13. Well, when I was 13. So that's the last time that I went. And I did enjoy going as a kid, but I didn't get to ever travel to anywhere else besides Mexico, Tijuana y Catarina, Jalisco. Eran los únicos lugares that I would go to. So now people are always like, you're always traveling. And I'm like, yeah, I'm healing my inner child because I feel like nadie te va a quitar tus experiencias. You know, like I'm not a materialistic person. I do like nice things. But I am more like I would rather spend on an experience and say like, wow, I've been there or that was so cool. I think traveling just gives you like a new perspective in life. Te sientes bien chiquita and (laughs) you feel like there's so much more to the world rather than what you're used to every day. So that's why I don't care for materialistic things. I didn't grow up with like family members saying they're going to travel to different countries or anything like that. It was just like Mexico or like Hawaii. That's it. But when I was in high school, I had this teacher, Mr. Catalan. He was from Spain and he would talk so much about Spain. It was a Spanish class and he had this like acento and he was just a character. And I always thought that I wanted to visit Spain because he would like be like, oh, in España, they do this and they do that. And it was, I don't know why, like I had just had this dream of going to Spain. So when I was in college... I looked into studying abroad, but I couldn't afford it. I was on financial aid, working a part-time job. My parents weren't helping me. So there was no way unless I got more in debt. Pero desde chica, sabía, like, debt wasn't good. It was just, I don't, my mom says that she would give us, like, an allowance when we wanted to buy, like, a toy or something. Just to teach us the value of money and of hard work. So I knew that I couldn't afford it. Like, I could. Pero lo iba a estar con deuda. And... I just, when I went to the orientation for like studying abroad and I saw the numbers and I'm like, ¿Quién me va a dar ese dinero? Nobody is going to give me that money. I'm just going to have to take out more loans. And, you know, it just wasn't um, the right thing to do for me. Aunque estaba chica, si estaba bien alerta of like, I didn't want to get in debt. And I skipped on that dream because of money. But I kept saving my money like from my tax returns, you know, back in, when you're in college, you get like the college student credit. 
So si daban un poquito de dinero and I just kept saving and I told myself one day I'm going to Spain. And I marked my word as soon as I graduated. A year later, I booked a trip with Eve College Break. I kept waiting for friends like to convince them to go with me to Spain or family members or at the time the guy I was dating. I'm like, come on, let's go to Spain. And he was like, no, I don't want to waste my money. And obviously he wasn't the one for me, <laughs> but I booked it. I booked it and my mom was like, estás loca, como vas a ir a España sola? You know how parents are, especially in Latino household, they're afraid of everything. Till this day, my mom's still afraid of me traveling alone, but I've done it so many times. Okay, not so many times. I've traveled without my family, pero... To Spain, it was like I was going alone. No conocía a nadie. And I was just going with a group of strangers. And I, I booked my trip. Um, I think I, they did like a payment plan where you pay the f half of it first and then upfront, And then the other half when you get closer to the date. And if you are waiting for someone like que vaya contigo a España, wherever, stop waiting for them. Don't wait for anybody. The best thing I ever did was go on that trip by myself. I met one of my best friends, Angela, there. Turns out we were both going from the same area, pero solitas, and we met there. And we would have never met if I wouldn't have gone on the trip. I would have never seen the places I got to see. And I wouldn't have been as much, like, as comfortable traveling anywhere else. Like, I went to a freaking foreign country. The only downfall of that um, trip was going to Morocco. It was the worst experience ever. And, I mean, maybe if I go again, like, it'd be a better experience. But there was, like, a, an addition to the trip that I went to was going to Morocco and I how cool like Morocco sounds so cool and it wasn't um I don't know if like even our tour guide looked scared so there was these guys in AK-47s and I mean I don't know if that's how the government runs over there but it was really scary they took our passports at the border and it was just a horrible experience that I would never want to experience again I was in fear for like my safety like I just felt un like not safe and that's not a feeling that is very good when you're traveling in a foreign country that you don't understand the language so that was scary other than that like the whole experience in Spain was great it sucked like you know traveling with a bunch of strangers you get to know some annoying people <laughs> we met a couple annoying people that kind you know we weren't hostile so we had to share rooms and stuff at that time I was younger so I had never lived with other people, so it was a real culture shock for me of being in a roommate setting. But then I found my people. I found a couple girls that were cool. Angela and I stuck together. Like, we did everything together. We just bonded because we were the only Latinas on that trip. So there was, you know, we, we started talking in Spanish and we hit it off. <laughs> so I became friends with her. So like I said, if you are waiting to take a trip with someone, there's so many groups. I forgot what other, like... Um, there's another company that does these type of trips for like older people because if college break is mostly college students I don't know how it is now but there's I met people from all over the world that were on trips like these so do it because you're never gonna I don't ever regret that I remember like a lot of people were like why are you going by yourself that's scary that's this Pero saben que la gente siempre te va a decir que no hagas cosas because they're jealous. That's what I think. Someone asked me what's on my travel bucket list. I want to go to Italy. I want to take my mom. She's always wanted to go there. So that's, that was like a goal I had when I turned 30. But then the pandemic hit. Like that was going to be the gift to myself and my mom because she turned 60. 
Pero, you know, we're going to do it. Just not this year, probably next year. And I want to go to Chicago. I want to explore more Mexico. Um, other than that, like, I've traveled a lot. So there's no place that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go there. I just really want to explore more Mexico and the States and Italy. Those are like my top places. Someone asked, have you dealt with financial trauma and how if so? I'm 21 and so scared of money. So um. I have dealt with financial trauma when I turned um, 16. My dad lost his job because of addiction. And it was very hard for me to, you know, scrape up money for my senior activities. And my mom honestly helped me so much. And so did my brother. Like, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have been able to participate in a lot of the you know, like the, what is it, grad night and the yearbook and things like that because we were scraping by and it was really traumatizing because for a long time I, w- I was also scared of spending money. I think the scariest thing that I did was purchasing my car. I still remember to this day, like I told my uncle, like, no way, I can't afford a brand new car. And he was like, yes, you can. And I'm like, no, I can't. Like, there's no way because... I always had this idea that no one's going to come save me. So it's been a process. It's not something that I've been able to get over overnight till this day. Like you guys know, I'm a saver. I ball on a budget. But the past like couple years, probably since the pandemic started, I've been more like, okay, I have the money. Like, why am I not spending it? I'm a huge saver. Like I'm saving for a house Según yo, pero at the rate shit's going right now, um, forever renting. But I've been really into saving my money and not wanting to touch that money. I'm good about that, pero ya no me hago como like, I won't stop myself from buying stuff because I work hard. And if I want something, I'm going to get it. But if I could get it at a cheaper price, I'm going to get it at a cheaper price. And if I don't really, really need it, I'm not going to buy it. But life is way too short to stop yourself from buying stuff. You don't know how many days you're promised in this world. So little by little, I've been getting better at not being scared of spending money. I know a lot of people struggle with like debt and like being scared to get in debt. I know a lot of friends who have like maxed out a credit card and now they're completely traumatized and they don't want to touch a credit card but I think it just takes like discipline self-control and you have to teach yourself how to be responsible with credit one thing I suggest like if you're struggling being scared of like spending on credit like I don't know exactly what your situation is but this is something that a lot of people have in common where they don't want to put anything on a credit card because credit's bad because they hear all these negative things, but you need credit to get other like houses and apartments and things like that. So I suggest that you put your cell phone bill like, you know, you have to pay your cell phone bill all the time. So put it on the credit card. And not only is it good because you'll pay it at the end of the month, you're still gonna have to pay that bill. But now you're building your credit. And not only that, but it offers an extra insurance. Like one time I broke my phone and I my credit card has coverage to whatever bills. I don't know how it works, but it has cell phone 
like the cell phone was covered by my credit card because I don't have insurance through like T-Mobile. I don't pay for extra stuff like that. But I did have insurance because I had that reoccurring payment and they paid for my cell phone. So it works out. It's a win-win. You're building your credit. You have extra protection on your phone and you're practicing not being scared of debt. Someone asked, what things do you do normally when you're having a bad day? Thank you, amigos. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, this week was a struggle for me. I was PMSing hard. I just wasn't feeling good, like, body-wise. Like, I was achy. And I had this idea that I was going to go to the gym. I haven't gone to the gym all week. Be real with you guys. Um, It's been cold. I haven't been feeling it. I just wanted to lay down. So I listen to my body when I am not feeling good. The things that make me feel good are <laughs> watching some trash TV. If you guys know me, you know I love reality TV. I watch um, Summer House. I watch Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives, and 90 Day Fiance. And sometimes I look at their problems and I'm like, all right, I'm just PMSing. Like, those problems are worse. <laughs> it sounds bad, but that's how I make myself feel better. Going to get a cheeseburger makes me happy. And eating some dulce de leche, hagen dos. Am I saying that right? Probably not. Ice cream. Like, that's what makes me feel good. Someone asked me what my everyday motto is. And my everyday motto is, La que no es puta, no disfruta. I'm just kidding. I always say that. But my everyday motto is, Todo pasa por una razón. Because my mom always says that, and I didn't believe her for a long time, but as I'm getting older, I realize que si, todo pasa por una razón. Speaking of which, um, let me confess to you guys something that happened to me <laughs> Friday. Friday? So, I was backing out of my driveway, and I have a long driveway, and I have a gate. And it was foggy, porque estaba haciendo frío. So, I was backing up, and then I started going to the dirt, and I'm like, oh, crap. So then I get back on the concrete and I start backing out and I think to myself, like, maybe I should get off right here and open the gate. And I'm like, no, todavía tengo campo para, you know, before I hit the fence. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't have campo. I did hit the fence and uh, I screwed it all up. Uh, it was so annoying. I was so mad at myself and I called my landlord and I was like, hey, like I messed up the fence. Let me know how much it is. I was trying to get out and I couldn't. And the fence was like stuck and there I am struggling and I'm thinking like, I'm going to call off work because I can't go right now. And I'm like, all right, calm down. And I got it out enough where I could get out. And I was thinking to myself, like something, it happened for a reason. Like the reason is que soy pendeja, pero paso por una razón. <laughs> no, but honestly, like you think of what if I would have left on time and maybe some, you know, God was protecting me from something. I, I truly believe in things like that. So... Yeah, todo pasa por una razón. Sometimes la razón es que Melina es una pendejita, pero that's besides the point. Another question I got is, how are you as a kid? I was an extremely shy, quiet kid, always sitting next to my mom. I didn't want to play with anybody. I just want to be by myself. And I kind of still am like that, pero ya tengo friends ahora sí. No, I had friends back then, but I was still very shy, timid. I'm not into like roughhousing because I grew up with a bunch of dudes. So they were always like roughhousing and like, you know, playing in the dirt and stuff. And yo era una niña que quería estar muy limpia y I don't want to, you know, mess up my nails and stuff like that. I still kind of am like that. I'm a little more outgoing now, pero I'm still shy. Like if you see me somewhere, I'll be shy until you start talking to me. I will not shut up. Pero de primero si soy muy tímida, todavía soy así. 
y pero ya más social. Next question is how have you dealt slash healed with the dynamic you have with your dad? I'm still in the healing process. I don't think I'm ever gonna fully heal from this because I, you know, my dad's out there somewhere. I don't know where. I don't have a relationship with him. Um, someone also asked if I ever sent the letter to him. I didn't. I don't know where my dad lives. Uh, I know that he's around nearby somewhere, but no contact with him at all. So I don't know anything about him other than he lives around here and that's it. I do think a lot about him, but I only think of the good memories or I ask questions to my mom about, did my dad like this or did my dad ever tell you something like I don't now that I'm thinking about it like right now actually <laughs> I don't remember the bad things I remember the good things and I continue to mourn the loss of him but I focus on the good I don't focus on the bad I I I think I've made peace with the fact that it's just never gonna be the same it's such a weird feeling because I know he's out there But I know he's not the dad that I had growing up. And even though my dad wasn't like, you know, the most affectionate father, but he was there. He wasn't like present emotionally, but he was physically there. And I think that that's why it's been so easy to like move on with my life because emotionally, like he wasn't there for me growing up physically and financially. Before he lost his job, he was there all the time. But once he, I lost him to addiction, it just, you know, I think I was mourning him as I was living with him still. So it, it's just such a weird thing. I actually want to do an episode on daddy issues because I think that I have, I mean, a lot of us have daddy issues, let's be real. But there, it's not like something negative. Like people see it as like, oh, daddy issues, like women you know, they have daddy issues. So that's why they have like trust issues with men. And it's not that. I want to get more into that because I think that is such a negative way of looking at it because daddy issues are different. I'll get into it when I do the episode. Actually, it's one of my plans to do it in the next couple episodes. So, but I've been mourning my dad since he was in my life. So it's been easier for me. And a lot of people ask me like, how do you do it? And I just do it. Like, I have no choice. Another question is, what advice do you have for someone with after college blues feeling lost after college? Gosh, this is such a good subject. My sister and I were actually just talking about it. So maybe I'll do it with her. Um, The advice that I give you is that, you know, life as we knew it from high school to college was just plan, plan, plan. And after college, you feel like, I don't have a plan. Sometimes it takes you months, a year to find jobs. I know it's so difficult nowadays. It was difficult when I got out of school, so I could only imagine now. But just keep going. Find things you're passionate about. These are your best years. You you have so much freedom at the same time. It's scary because no one knows what they're doing. Like... It's sad, yeah, more in that college student. Maybe you had like a social life and now all your friends are different places and stuff. Um, Fortunately, I didn't have any friends. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The friends that I did have all in college, I lost. And it was very difficult. I felt lost for a long time. But once you get into the groove of working, you make new friends as an adult. It gets better. Um, You start finding your people. And 
just do whatever you want right now. Honestly, like live it up because even though you think everybody has it together, no one knows what the hell they're doing until I'm going to be 33. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I see other people that are older than me. They don't know what they're doing. So no one knows what they're doing. Just do what makes you happy. And it's okay to mourn like that life you had when you were in college and when you were in high school. But this is a different phase of your life. Um, focus on doing what you love. And if this is your time to pick and choose what jobs you want, if you go to a job and you freaking hate it, leave that job. Don't ever settle for a shitty job. I, you know, I've left so many jobs and I don't regret it. Because I feel like I am where I'm supposed to be and I found my people. So I'm happy where I'm at right now career-wise because I get to do this on the side. So find passions, find hobbies, and it will, it's just, you gotta let go of that college life you had and embrace this new life that you have. You have a clean canvas, you're ready to do whatever the hell you want. What am I currently afraid of? I'm afraid of losing a loved one. Um, That's a fear that I constantly have and I don't like thinking about it, but that's like my truly biggest fear. Um, So I like to live my life by spending time with the people that I love and care about. So that way, you know, I don't have any regrets in life of I didn't spend enough time with this person. What were my 20s like? Um, first of all, traumatizing. <laughs> uh, my 20s were, there was a lot of chaos in my life. And was I wild in my 20s? Try to remember. Yeah, I was a party girl. I was a super party girl. I got it all out of my system from when I was like 17. I started very early and I don't regret that. I'm glad I got it out of my system early because now I'm just like over it. Um, From 17 to 23, I was a party girl because I think I had so many problems at home that I just wanted to not focus on like any problems at home and run away from it. So the way I did that was like by partying, clubbing, like any party I'd be there. I had energy for days. I was working, going to school and hitting up everything that I could. Um, so yeah, I was a pretty much a party girl, my early twenties. Once I turned like 23, I met, um, my ex and from there, like I was a relationship girly. If I could go back and give myself advice in my twenties, I would say like, do whatever you want in your twenties. Don't get into any relationships and date, have fun, but don't get anything serious. Um, but it wouldn't make me who I am today and, that experience taught me a lot. I'm very glad that I didn't get married or I didn't have children with that person because I would have been divorced already. (laughs) So, um, but I would really have wished that I would have just focused on being in my 20s and figuring out life on my own and not be in a relationship. How did I grow my following? I just kept putting podcast episodes out there, creating content on TikTok and on Instagram. And just grew them organically. I didn't do anything in particular. Just kept on posting content and staying consistent. Someone asked, who do you admire or look up to? I really admire my mom. I really look up to her because I don't know where she gets the energy. And just she's such a positive person and has been through so much. 
that I don't even know how she does it. So she is a person that I look up to the most because I want to be like her. Like I want to be uh, my mom chingona just like her. She's always down to party. She's always down to run errands with me. She is my right hand woman and I love her. Another question I got is what would be something you can tell to every Latina so they feel empowered? And I just from like starting this podcast and the experiences that I've had since I began this and the people that I've connected is just remember that you deserve to be wherever you're at. So that means that you're the only Latina at a place. Take up that space. We have to continue to take up the space because for a long time I would dim myself and I wanted to be you know, like fit in and be like everybody else and not show my me being Mexican. And I always struggle with this. I know I've talked about in a couple episodes, ni de aquí, ni de allá, where I just don't feel like I belong anywhere. And now I feel like I belong. I am from two cultures. I am Mexican American and I'm here to take up space, whether my Spanish is not perfect or my English is not perfect, but I speak Spanglish. So make sure that you just know who you are and that you you remind yourself that you deserve to take up that space wherever you're at and you are representing every Latina out there. Always remember that you're representing that little girl that didn't have that representation, which think about yourself as a little girl and how you didn't see little girls like you doing the things that you're doing now. And that should just give you that drive to be the representation for all the other little girls out there. All right, guys, I hope that that was a little bit about getting to know me and who I am by me answering some questions and telling you a little bit about myself. Um, there was a lot more questions. I just, I need to do other stuff right now. <laughs> and I talked so much. So I could be here for like an hour. Let me know what else you guys want to know. Maybe I'll do a part two to this because I didn't cover like not even half of the questions I got, but I tried. I tried. I do want to do a big sis advice segment. So here's a question that I got. So this question is regarding setting boundaries in your Hispanic household. This person says, I'm planning on applying to grad school soon, which is pricey to say the least. And my relationship is still new four months. So moving out or with my boyfriend is not an option. My parents were married at 19 and 21. And here I am 25, nowhere near that. So it's been difficult trying to set boundaries when it comes to staying out later or spending the night with my boyfriend. Even making life decisions is hard because my parents feel entitled to have a say because I'm still under their roof. I make decent money as is, but looking at the bigger picture, moving out doesn't make sense financially. The struggle is real. Hola, amigues. I definitely get you. Like, I understand you so much because I've been through this myself. Pero... One thing that I have learned in the last few years is that we have to learn to communicate what we expect from people because if we don't communicate, people are not mind readers and they don't know how we feel. So I suggest this was what I would do because I have been in this situation before. I would have a serious conversation with my parents and let them know that, you know, I'm getting older and I respect you guys and I appreciate living your household, but... I want to have a little more freedom and where can we meet halfway when it comes to like decision making like I understand you guys have your input and sometimes you know like sometimes we just have to keep some things to ourselves 
that's one thing also that I've learned as I've grown older is that you don't have to communicate everything to your parents, to your siblings, to your tias, to your tios, to your friends. Sometimes you just have to come keep some stuff to yourself. If you seek for advice and communicate that, but if you you're set in your ways and you want to do something you don't have to get anyone's approval and some that's been really difficult for me especially like now like you know with the business and all I don't share everything I'm doing with everybody because everyone's gonna have an opinion everybody's gonna have one and sometimes you're not gonna want to hear it so be careful about what you share about decisions in life or your career like that's up to you you're the one that's doing the career you're the one that's doing that life choice So you don't always need someone's input, but definitely let them know that you're getting older and you really want to continue living with them. But at the same time, you want some freedom and you are getting older and just let them know how you feel. Communicate those feelings. You never know what's going to come from that conversation. I hope that it goes well and I wish you the best of luck, but my biggest advice is just communicate how you're feeling and see how they take it. Maybe you guys can meet halfway somewhere where maybe they're okay with you staying out late as long as you tell them where you're at. But I know how difficult it could be to live with your parents and have those, you know, Hispanic, Latino rules where las mujeres no deben andar en la noche y nada pasa bueno past 12. I remember my dad used to always like shame me for staying out late and basically say that I was hoeing. (laughs) And I remember one day I was just like, why do you think I'm doing that? Like, I'm a good kid. I'm this, I'm that. And I mean, I was already like older, pero me me ofendí mucho. But I stood up for myself. And sometimes you just have to stand up for yourself because no one ever knows what you're going through if you don't speak up. So I hope that helps, amiga. And I hope everyone has an amazing week. I am definitely going to miss you guys. I will be back on April 17th. And I know I'm going to have a lot to talk about because I'll write down everything. I promise you guys, I'm not going to forget. I'll probably do some reminders to myself. Uh, One of my friends was like, why don't you take your mic with you on the trip? I'm like, no, I'm disconnecting. (laughs) So I'm not going to be recording while I'm gone. You'll probably see me follow me on Instagram at Unbreakable Latina. I will probably be going crazy on my stories because you guys know I take you with me. But I won't be um, posting any of my usual quotes and stuff like that. Pero I hope you guys have an amazing couple weeks. And if you guys could do me the favor while I'm gone, go review my podcast on Apple Podcasts and let me know why you like listening to this podcast or what was your favorite episode. I would really appreciate that. It helps out so much because that way my podcast gets exposed to more people and it would just be a good birthday gift for me. So if you guys want to give me a gift, give me the gift of a review. I really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to follow me at Unbreakable Latina on TikTok and on Instagram, Latina Podcast, on Twitter, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. There's only six Unbreakable Latina hats left, so if you want to get yours, place your order today if you're listening to this on Monday. Um, I won't be shipping anything after the 28th because that's when I'll be gone. So if you do place your order on the 28th and between the 28th and the 10th, I'm not going to be shipping until like the 11th. So get your Unbreakable Latina hat today if you want it shipped before I leave on my trip. And have an amazing couple weeks. I will miss you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Unbreakable Latina. Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day, whatever day you're listening to this on. I am recording today, Sunday. Actually, today I started early. I would have started earlier, but your girl gets sidetracked. I started packing because I'm getting ready to leave to Mexico. I'm so excited. I really, really, really need this vacation. I've been working hard and I just, I need to like, take time for myself. It's not you guys, it's me. (laughs) With that being said, I will be taking a break um, from podcasting for a year. I'm just kidding. I'll be taking a break for a couple weeks. So I'll be back. um, I want to say April 17th. Yeah, April 17th. I had planned to pre-record and just put out content. But you know what, guys, like, I've been going hard. I've been going hard. Um, Work's been crazy, like on my eight to five regular job, and I just need to disconnect for a bit and refresh, let the brain rest. It's gonna be really hard for me to do that because I can't. I mean, I'm still gonna be recording like videos when I go to Mexico. I'm sure I'll have some downtime and post that, but when it comes to like, you know, my usual podcasting and posting online, I probably won't. Um, and I am going to miss you guys, um, but I really need to do this for myself because lately I just been feeling so drained. I've been going to sleep at 11 and I'm not complaining. I mean, I am enjoying this, but like my body is just like chill out and I have to do this for myself and I'm sorry. And you are going to miss me. Like I hate letting you guys down it's funny because uh, one of my coworkers was like, well, just take some time off. And I was like, but my listeners, they're going to be so mad at me. And they're like, they'll understand. And I thought to myself, yeah, they will. I'm always telling you guys to take a break and relax and rest. But yet I cannot take my own advice. So this is me listening to my own advice and taking a break. I will be traveling for two weeks. This is probably the longest vacation that I've taken in a very, very long time. I'm really stoked about that. It's going to be more of a chill one. Según nosotros, we're taking a chill vacation, but we're already planning like a million and one things. Angela and I have a list that we keep writing stuff on. I'm like, oh, we should check out this restaurant. We should go here and eat and we should go to this place. But last trips that I've taken are very like, let's go to all the landmarks and let's go do every touristy thing. This time it's more like, let's go to that cafe I've been wanting to go to and just sit and relax. Pero, ya me conocen. It's probably not going to go that way. (laughs) I'm hoping and I'm going to try to be really present and not think of the next thing that I have to do because uh, that's something I struggle with and I'm sure a lot of you do as well where 
I need to be more focused on what's in front of me rather than what I'm doing in an hour. And it's hard for me to be that way. But I've been a lot better. I think I've talked about this previously where lately I've been feeling like my life is very repetitive. I go to work, I go to the gym, I come home, eat dinner, go to sleep, do it all over again, go to work. do do. It's like a hamster wheel that you just can't get off of. And the weather hasn't helped. I've been feeling a little depris. And not that I'm sad about anything. It's just like the weather has a lot to do with my emotions. I never realized that because for the most part, we have good weather here in California. But unfortunately, right now, the weather's kind of been really crappy. And I love the rain because I don't get it often. But lately, it's been like every day. And yesterday, Saturday was the first day in a couple weekends that it's been really nice weather where the sun's out the birds are chirping and i did a little shopping and by little i mean a lot (laughs) you guys are sleeping on burlington if you haven't gone to burlington oh my gosh i i like to buy calvin klein dresses for work because they are senora dresses like but cute and regular price they're like 140 150 160 I got all my dresses for $30, which I usually always do from Ross or Burlington. But yesterday I found like three and I found so many cute tops. I spent... Okay, you guys know (laughs) that I am always balling on a budget. I like to spend stuff on experiences rather than on material things. But when I realized that I haven't really bought new clothes siempre ando thrifting so i haven't really treated myself to any new clothes and yesterday i hit the jackpot i bought a bunch of little tops and dresses you go to forever 21 first of all ya no me queda la cosa ahí i came to the real station it's hard like once in a while something fits me from there but like your girl has hips and everything fits me too short or too revealing and i'm about to be 33 and um i found a, a bunch of cute dresses and for like seven dollars you can't get anything for seven dollars i found tops for like five dollars i found some airy stuff that was there it was just like sharpied out so if you haven't gone to Burlington lately, I suggest you go. I found a Steve Madden purse. It's so cute. Can't wait to wear it. And some Aldo sandals. I had been looking at these Steve Madden sandals and they were like 80 bucks. I got these for $22. So if you need new spring wardrobe, if you didn't find anything at your thrift store, go to Burlington. Um, It did not disappoint. I don't know. The shopping gods were just on my side.